WTTM 495. Window to the Magic is a member of the Mice Chat Podcast Network. MicePod.com. <laughs> This episode of Paul Berry's A Window to the Magic is brought to you by you. Yes, you. Window to the Magic is supported by its listeners and is totally commercial sponsor free. Just pure, family friendly and kid safe entertainment in stunning binaural sound. It takes a lot to keep this show coming to you and we hope you'll agree that the result is definitely worth the cost. Please support the cause by visiting windowtothemagic.com and signing up for reoccurring support. Together, we can keep the magic alive. You're listening to the windowtothemagic.com podcast. Brought to you by windowtothemagic.com. Surround yourself with the magic. Hello, and welcome to A Window to the Magic. My name is Paul, and as always, I will be your guide through the wonderful world of Disney sound experiences. This show is a weekly trip through the world of the Disney theme parks and resorts, and this is the place where you get to use your ears to surround yourself with the magic. And welcome to episode number 495 of A Brindo to the Magic, the ultimate Disney audio adventure. Yoo-hoo! I'm here, and the music says it's Christmas time, but it's not Christmas time for me. Today it is the season of the Force, and I am so excited. I almost started crying just then. Oh! Anyway, today is November 16th, it's Monday, and it's the first day of the real launch of the Season of the Force at Disneyland in Anaheim, California, which is where I am right now. I'm on the Esplanade, and I'm so excited to get in there and experience things, so let's not waste time with chitter-chatter, let's just get in line. I am walking toward the main gate for Disneyland. My pass is ready. And in case you don't know what the season of the Force is, uh, it seems that because we're going to have to wait a long time for any Star Wars themed land to come to Disneyland, they are doing a, a special overlay of Tomorrowland that is Star Wars themed. So there are all kinds of things that we can experience in Tomorrowland starting today that are Star Wars related. Okay, but that's a lot. Okay. 
have added or changed for the season of the force are there's a cantina style I believe there's a cantina style sort of place where you can see characters there is a character meet and greet there is some kind of launch pad and I know for sure there is uh, an overlay of space mountain called hyperspace mountain and I think that one is the one I'm most excited about. I'm assuming the lines will be crazy long, but I have nowhere to go, so I'm ready to wait in line. There's also quite a lot of new merchandise, new food options that are all Star Wars themed. Earlier today on Twitter, I saw very cute pictures of BB-8 sippers. I'm going to have to control myself. Now while Tomorrowland is all Star Wars out, the rest of the park is very, very Christmas. I'm walking by the tree right now, the Christmas tree. It's huge. There are, there's bunting and Christmas balls and bows everywhere. I see a Star Wars t-shirt walking toward me. A cast member I spoke with a little bit earlier said, are you here for the Star Wars stuff? And I said, yes I am. And she said, it's really crowded. Ooh, I just saw someone walk by with the BB-8 sipper in real life, and it is so adorable. Oh, man. Okay, there are people wearing Star Wars stuff everywhere. This is very cool. I can see the castle. Looks lovely, a big wreath and around the 60th logo. And what's it called when there's evergreen drapery stuff? Bow? If that's what it's called, that's what there is. Now, I don't normally come to first days of things here because it's always too crowded for me. I'm a big baby. But Skywalking Through Neverland, the podcast that uh, Sarah and Richard Woloski have where they talk about Disney stuff and Star Wars stuff and lots of other fandom things, they are having a meetup today 
later today at Space Mountain, at Hyperspace Mountain. And so a lot of people who I'd love to see are going to be there. So I decided to do it. So I'm just going straight to Tomorrowland. Ooh! Okay, there's a giant sign hanging from uh, the people mover track, the entrance that we, I believe that's what that is. It's been so long. Oh, RIP people mover. So, and the sign says Star Wars Season of the Force. And there are banners hanging from the track with Star Wars characters from all the franchises, all the, I guess it's one franchise, but all the different elements of the franchise. So silhouettes of Queen Amidala, C-3PO and R2-D2. There's Ahsoka Tano. Ooh, fast pass for Star Tours, still available, but for 9, nine o'clock tonight. Standby time is 55 minutes. That doesn't seem unreasonable. There's Yoda. There's Ezra Bridger, Princess Leia from the first movie, Han and Chewie. These are all the banners hanging. Oh my gosh, I don't know what to do first. I guess I kind of want to find some people to hang out with. Maybe we'll just do a, a quick walk around first. Okay, so Star Tours on our right. Oh, that's right. In the Tomorrowland Theater, they're playing scenes from Star Wars Saga. Favorite scenes. Revisit your favorite scenes in Star Wars Path of the Jedi, a celebration of the entire Star Wars Saga. as we too learn the ways of the force. Okay, and there's a beautiful big Star Wars Path of the Jedi sign. Oh my goodness. This is exciting. Star Wars The Force Awakens poster, Star Wars Launch Bay, 
coming in please scoot down far enough to ensure everyone gets a seat because this is the most people this theater has seen in quite quite a few years <laughs> Welcome everyone to the Path of Jedi. During today's presentation, please remember there is to be no eating, drinking, smoking, photography, or video recording of any type, and absolutely no circumstances, no disintegration. At any time you need to leave the theater, please follow the path to the doors to your right. In that case, start the show. For over a thousand generations, the Jedi Knights were the guardians of peace and justice in the Old Republic before the dark times. The Force is what gives the Jedi his power. It's an energy field created by all living things. It surrounds us, penetrates us, it binds the galaxy together.
father wanted you to have this when you were old enough. What is it? It's your father's lightsaber. The weapon of a Jedi Knight. I was once a Jedi Knight. The same as your father. This is where the fun begins.
about what happened. Awesome, a nice little kind of refresher if you haven't seen the movies in a while. Uh, an exciting entrance to Season of the Force. But I'm kind of ready to find some friends to hang out with and share all this Star Wars goodness. Let's see if I can find anybody. Step into the Star Trader, just do some shopping excitement while I contact people. some dangerous shopping. Cool stuff, but I think I need a BB-8 zipper. I just can't stop myself. But it's not crazy yet. 
I bet in a couple of hours it'll be nuts when people can get off work and come by. They've also closed down the Jedi Training Academy and they're opening it back up in early December with uh, some added villains to fight. Um, and uh, characters from Star Wars Rebels are supposed to be also making appearances, which is so exciting. Ooh, there's also glow up, a glowing, new glowing um, ice cubey things for drinks. There's a light side, light side drink and a dark side drink, and they each have a different kind of glowing vehicle in them, which is pretty cool. Let me make sure. Where are the sippers? I see Chewbacca. That is not. Excuse me, do you know where the BB 8 sippers are being yes, sold? Yes, it's going to be at the lemonade cart or at the pizza port. Awesome, thank you. You're lemonade cart or the pizza port. There's also, so today there's a meet and greet with Darth Vader or Chewbacca. And then um, they've also reopened, they, or not reopened, they've got a new, well, they've reopened the old Innoventions. It's called, maybe that's what's called Star Wars Launch Bay. Oh my gosh, I'm getting the zipper. Oh, I'm so excited. Um, and there's a, there's Superheroes HQ in there, so you can uh, you can meet and greet with some superheroes again. Superheroes with a capital S and a capital H. Yeah, 450. <laughs> 60, that's 2050. 
Let's go laugh. Some guy bought six of the TIE Fighter popcorns. Oh my gosh. They're nineteen fifty a piece. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay, point to me again where the popcorn is. Right there. You can see it from here. Oh, got it. Hi there. Can I have a BB-8 with cherry lemonade, please? Nope, that's it. Does that help me at all? Not here. Okay. Oh, sure. A uh, cherry, please. Thank you. Are Okay, so the Star Wars launch bay is the meet and greet with Darth, with Darth Vader or Chewbacca. That's what that is. Also, while I was in line, or yeah, waiting to get my my BB-8 lemonade, um, a cast member came over and uh, and told the people who were working there that lemonade had made a whole ton of money. I wish I had better lip reading skills because she kind of whispered how much it was. Popcorn sounds like it's made twenty thousand dollars today, something like that. All right, so I'm gonna go, let's go see what the, this is not Star Wars, but let's go see what Superhero HQ is like. I don't wanna talk to any of them, but I'll check it out. This lemonade is delicious. Sipping it out of BB-8's head makes it even more delicious. Floor of Interventions, Superhero HQ.
Okay, so initially, immediately we've got the line to meet Thor. Hi, Thor. And then we've got the Iron Man. So Thor is to the left, Iron Man is to the right. Okay, so so far it's the same thing that it used to be. Okay, here's the vault featuring Spider-Man, the 25 minute wait time. Lots of good stuff for women and girls. Thank you, Disney, for remembering that we exist. Cool Black Widow shirt. A dancing Groot. Okay, so this BB-8 is heavy. It's gonna give me carpal tunnel syndrome. But it's worth it. So worth it. There's a DTEC on demand machine. Filled with me, like almost a hundred different um, cell phone cases you can buy. Oh my gosh, that floor is so weird around that globe that lights up. I felt like I was going to fall. Okay, so there's there's all the same kind of gaming stuff that there used to be here. There's people looking at me weird because I'm talking to myself. That's fine, I can take it. All right, and then we've come back full circle to Thor. Oh, but there is staircase. is also a bunch of cool costumes and set sort of type things that we can look at. 
and it's warm in here. So there's a big case with an X-Wing model and an X-Wing pilot uh, uniform on a mannequin. Um, the helmet and everything. There's TIE fighter and interceptor models. Um, wow, there's stormtrooper-y, the ones that are black, they're TIE fighter pilots, I believe. There's a little Darth Vader. There's Slave One. Oh my gosh, there's Boba Fett. Holy moly. Wow. There's an actual guy dressed as Boba Fett doing meet and greets. It's really warm in here though. There's Ray's speeder. So FYI. Oh my gosh. So there's a bunch of people in line for something. And there's Ray's speeder. Oh my gosh. Cool. Just um, a little tidbit you should know is that um, I was Ray for Halloween and today I'm wearing some of my accessories. So I'm pretty excited to see Ray's speeder. But there's a bunch of people in there. So I just caught a glimpse and it looks like Ray's costume is here too and I'm freaking out! Oh my gosh, it's really dark in there, but I want to take pictures of all her stuff. Seeing the film for the first time was such a profound thing, not just because the movie itself was so entertaining, but because it said anything was possible. I remember seeing it, and I just felt like I know what I'm doing for the rest of my life. I am sitting here watching this tape over and over until I die. I remember my dad putting me in the car to take me to see it, and uh, I said, Where are we going? He said, We're going to see it on this Star Wars is a revolution. You can't compare Star Wars to anything that came before it. It was breaking new ground in ways that no one had ever really seen before. I grew up in the late 70s, early 80s, and it was everywhere. The word epic gets thrown around a lot now, but it really was just so huge. As a kid, I really just loved that universe. And as I got older, I think I appreciated the filmmaking part of it more. When you look at Star Wars, it is unbelievable how much they got right. Like, not just the story, and not just the characters, not just the casting, not just the design, not just the music, but all of it. When you look at all of it, and you think that didn't exist prior. It is this strange combination of huge, massive world creation spectacle and really intimate psychological character stories. What George hit upon was this kind of fun, exciting, adventure, self-empowerment kind of storytelling. 
you may get sucked into it for some of the more fun aspects of it. And then as you grow up, the films grow up with you because you become older and more sophisticated and are able to peel back some of those mythic layers and, and appreciate those as well. All the people that worked on the designs for these films tapped into something perfect artistically. So just the shape of the Millennium Falcon, the shape, the idea of lightsabers. And now we're seeing the graphic quality of the Death Star, the TIE Fighters with those twin wings, the X-Wings. I mean, those were all just, you know, such iconic shapes. They were like logos, essentially. And it feels old, some of it, worn out helmets. And you go, wow, whatever is in this universe has been going on for a very long time. It had the random scuff marks and the scorching and the sort of junk in the corners and all the sort of little things that build up in everyday life that generally didn't appear in science fiction up to that point. We'd never seen anything like it before, the visual effects in the movie. We didn't call it that. I mean, it just, it looked real. It felt real. There has been an awakening. Have you felt it? To me, what was so exciting about The Force Awakens was that feeling of this brand new adventure, this brand new story that would be a bridge between what we know and who we know and everything that comes next. Certainly for all young kids, they either wanted to be Luke Skywalker or they saw themselves as Han Solo. And I think that was a part of our challenge, was how are we gonna bring new characters into this series that had that same kind of power. While there was never a doubt that the visual opportunities were enormous, uh, the worlds we would travel to, the creatures we would meet, the weapons and ships and landscapes that we would see would be stunning and exciting. None of that matters if you don't love the people in the ships. So at the core of this story had to be the thing that makes any story work, which is the characters. It doesn't end there, though. This is just the first step on a long path to Star Wars into the future. The Star Wars stories as individual standalone films give us the opportunity to explore some new territory. Some of them will be grounded in things that are familiar. Rogue One is about an event that's referenced in the crawl of episode four, the theft of the Death Star plans. What I love is that we are able to diversify Star Wars storytelling, explore some different genres, and yet stay inside the sort of larger galaxy of Star Wars that we all recognize. There's so much story that we're telling across multiple movies, across different television shows across all kinds of different media. We're tasked with developing those stories and making sure they're cohesive, that they connect. One of the things we always ask ourselves in the story group is, what's the best format for a story to be told? Is it a movie? Is it something in the animated space? Or is it a book or a comic? Working on story and helping to guide those filmmakers and looking for ways in which we can push technology, that's what keeps it exciting and new and relevant. And what better way to do that than inside the Star Wars universe? It is like some sort of, I was going to say it's kind of like a renaissance here, but it's not even that because we were never even doing this before. This is turning out a movie a year. Everything from Rogue One and the other movies and shows like Rebels have the opportunity to do things that are both visually and tonally a little different to what you might consider classic Star Wars. Everyone, hang on!
I think it's fantastic what Dave Filoni and the Rebels crew have done to create that show. I think we've created some really wonderful characters and kind of establishing what the rebellion was like in its early stages. I think that's been really, really exciting. I think there are a lot of kids who grew up on the prequels and on Clone Wars who are really excited about Rebels because in a way it picks up the story that they know. But their parents are excited about it because it also starts in a place that they recognize as being relevant to episode four. I think to this day, Star Wars still represents this amazing universe, a place that only exists in the movies or in your imagination, but soon we're going to be building it in a physical way, a tangible way in our theme parks. You're going to be able to walk inside these environments. You'll be on a planet. You'll be hurtling through space. It will be very, very immersive. nice to be involved in something where everybody cares so much. It's not just that they care about it because they're a fan, but they care about it because it had something to do with their life. I think it's great, frankly, when you get a group of people in the room and they're that energized to do great work. We've found a lot of really wonderful, talented writers and filmmakers who are excited to work on Star Wars, who grew up with Star Wars, who love it. The very first kind of movies that I and a lot of the people in my generation were making in our heads as kids was in that world of Star Wars. I don't think I'm lying when I say Star Wars means the world to me. I just really wish someone had told me when I was four that I was going to get to make a Star Wars film because I would have spent the last 36 years planning it. It doesn't matter what age you are or where you grew up, there's something about Star Wars that you can connect with. It's more than entertainment. It's a very, very unique cultural force and it's just as relevant now as it ever has been. You go out in the world and you see a little kid engaging with Star Wars and you understand it's their parents that have brought them into this world. It's this great generational thing. And if I'm able to help give a father or mother that gift that they pass along to their children, I think, you know, that's, that's incredible. I don't know what it must be like to be a kid growing up with this much awesome. I don't know how it would have affected me. I probably would have been making films by the time I was six. We're going to need those kids in the future to keep this thing going because there's a lot to do. I think with Star Wars, what people are looking forward to is sharing it with their friends, with their family, with their kids. And there's so many things on the horizon that I think we're going to have an amazing array of entertainment to thrill audiences for decades to come. will be with you. Always.
I know, I'm like, where do I hold that? The only part of these rides I don't like is that beginning, like, Yes, oh my, it's so exciting now. So exciting!
I can't even talk. I'm all like, ah. Anyway, you'll find us on all the social media if you just search Window to the Magic. Thanks so much for listening, and, and we'll talk to you next time. Someday, and some days, the bear eats you. But always dress for the hunt! Come to me! Come to me! Surround yourself with the magic. And I think now it's time to refill that BB-8 zipper. So cute.